and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney. And this is where we talk about all things related to living the life that you are meant to live. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, let me just say that the view behind me is spectacular. I am in Calendar Bay, Ontario, and I have just been camping this week with some friends. And that's what brings me to talking about my topic today. Why are younger friends beneficial to you in all kinds of ways? Most of my friends are not like me, 70 high 60s. Most of my friends are in their high 50s and maybe just turning 60. And there's a lot of reasons why that age group seems to be so exciting for me. And I challenge you to do the same, to think about this. Uh, Somebody said a long time ago that one of the best things you can do for aging was to make friends with your kids' friends. And perhaps that's an okay thing to do. I guess it just depends on your kids. For me, uh, I have four boys, as you know, and, um, you know, they're kind of in their midlife getting settled and uh, keeping busy, busy with work and children and all kinds of things. And uh, so most of my friends are not connected to my kids' friends. However, I have been truly blessed and I really have to give credit to Toastmasters for that because I met all kinds of people from all over the place all over Ontario and actually around the world because I have been to international conventions. And so my friendship base is really broad. And so not being able to travel across Canada the way I'd hoped this year, I decided that because my van was ready, it was probably a good thing for me to go and check it out and see that I could do this. You know, horror of horrors, what would happen if I got to the place where you know, I'd been out two or three days and went, I can't do this. And I needed to know, as I'm sure you can appreciate that, you know, so is it my practice run? I guess you could say that. I was just determined that I needed to get out and about. And I laughingly say to my friends that it's become a friendship tour. I've been very fortunate to be able to go and see friends that I haven't seen in a very long time. So far, I have traveled from Windsor all the way across to the Quebec border. Um, What would that be? Um, Horizontally. And I have been to Niagara Falls and all the way up to Mori, just sort of on that side of Ontario. And it has, in a lot of ways, become a friendship tour rather than perhaps the speaking tour and the book signing tour that it originally was meant to be. This is my 70th year, and this is what this was going to be all about. But when I turn 71 and do it next year, do you really think anybody's going to care? Uh, No, I have to. I let that go. I mean, the only person that means anything to was me. And I don't care anymore, which is a really good thing. So rather than thinking that perhaps maybe I should just wait Um, I decided, no, I wasn't going to wait. I was going to get out here and do this. And I've been camping with some friends. Uh, We had a girls weekend where one of my friends actually turned 60. Well, it's not quite. She'll be 60 this Sunday. And we did some really great visiting. We did some eating, a little bit of drinking and lots of eating, played some games, went to the beach, did all the kinds of things that really liven you up. And so Having younger friends, they do different things than people in their 70s. 
I don't know too many people in their 70s, but they're really not doing the kinds of things that I'm doing. I have a very good friend who's in her 70s, and unfortunately, she's in the caregiving for her husband stage that I have come out of that since my husband passed. But the younger people, they're current, they're up to date on things. <laughs> what I like is they know the, the current phrases, and so I don't talk like an old person. And I think that's good because people relate to you differently if you're not um, sort of stuck in that age range you come across differently and you relate to people differently and I think in some cases they're more open because there's more relatability the other thing I think they do is they tend to they tend to encourage you to try new things where's the encouragement it then may be a hard question for some of us who maybe are limiting ourselves we all need to be encouraged we're not naturally well, I don't want to say risk takers, but what's the next step down? Adventurers. Maybe we don't want to adventure on our own specifically, but younger people can encourage us in ways that our peers might not. My peers right now kind of think I'm a little bit crazy, but I do know that some of them are a wee bit envious that I can do this. Not necessarily that they want to, but they really kind of think maybe they couldn't. They give themselves a no, basically. Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't so sure that I could do it either. But now uh, I went home for a few days on a long weekend. I told my son I would come back and dog sit for him. And I hadn't finished what I started out to. So I felt like, oh, I guess I had a little bit of itchy feet. I love my van. Thank you, Rob, for doing such a spectacular job. He looks at it and he's amazed that I am so comfortable in such a small space. But I am. I really and truly am. I've had ways of working things out. I <laughs> The last bit that I needed was to buy this little gizmo that would boil my water. It's not, a, not really a kettle. It looks more like a thermos, but it boils my water and I can make my coffee first thing in the morning and I can tune on the news. And really, I am very content. And going and trucking around to see my friends has been unbelievably exciting. I have a couple of friends, actually, that uh, just kind of, they're not my kids' friends, but they're close to my kids' ages. I have a very good friend who's probably 48 now, and then a gal that I went to see down in Niagara Falls, she's 52, and they are still working. Now, that's one of the drawbacks, I suppose, with my situation is that the people that I am hanging around with for the most part, are still working. And, you know, good for them. They are, um, they're getting ready to kind of set out and planning their retirement. And maybe if they hadn't thought about what retirement would be like for them before I started talking about all kinds of things I was doing. So maybe in some ways, I'm an encourager for them, that I'm helping them to see that they need to start planning a little bit earlier. So that's an advantage in some ways for me to have younger friends that I can share with them what I'm doing and maybe maybe encourage them to look and see what it is they want to do. They might have no, no desire whatsoever to jump in a van and travel all over the place like I am, but there will be things they want to do. Don't you think?
are you thinking about some of the things that you want to do? Are you kind of in the, that generation of soon to be empty nester and thinking, well, how can I wrap up my career, my working years and decide what it is I'm going to do? How can I prepare for that? I know we hear all kinds of financial planning. We hear all kinds of things about having million dollars in the bank because we'll need it. Well, I got to tell you, in all honesty, that's not where I sit. And I think sometimes it puts people under pressure to have to maybe um, get overwhelmed with work and maybe stay longer than they would have ordinarily because they fear what it's going to be like later. And I can't certainly give that kind of financial advice and tell people not to be worried about it. Because that's not who I am. That's that's not my expertise whatsoever. I mean, I was a bookkeeper in, in an earlier career path. Uh, I taught accounting in high school when I changed and became a teacher. However, um, I don't give that kind of advice out. I can keep the books. I can help you spend your money, save your money, that sort of thing. But I can't give advice. But I do think sometimes, even... You know, there's a lot of times that we tend to get overwhelmed by the news we hear and we overthink things. Sorry about the traffic. I'm on a side street right by the beach. So uh, it's been kind of cool. I don't know how that translates noise-wise. I could have put on all kinds of, uh, you know, better clothes and the um, wireless mic and all that sort of thing. But like I said at the beginning, I'm camping and I'm enjoying it. So um, last podcast, I talked about not getting around to it as soon as I should have. So uh, now I'm getting around to it, but, uh, you know, different circumstances. So I found a park bench by a beautiful water space, water uh, scenery. And so I'm talking at you with regards to, uh, not talking at you, I'm talking with you, to you. I hope I'm sharing something that's of value because life is too short. I met a lady, I went for a long walk. It's my daily walk routine. There's a gorgeous sidewalk all along the lake here. And I went for a walk and this lady's out watering her lawn. So we had a really nice conversation about what COVID has been like for her that she hasn't been able to get out and about and see her friends and feeling somewhat stifled. And I was really kind of proud of her. Don't know her from a hole in the ground. I had a lovely chat with her, still don't even know her name, but she's out there in a dress, a nice black, little black dress and this beautiful blouse over top, if you will. And she tells me that she was planning on going on a cruise and they didn't get to go. So she's wearing her clothes and enjoying them. And I thought, good for her. Uh, we had a really nice chat about that in terms of living the life that you're meant to live. And if the cruise couldn't happen, then she made other plans. So have you made other plans? I, I think you probably had to go without doing some of the things you wanted to do. We've all had to put things on the burn back burner, but did you find something else to do in the meantime? I know some people, I've read them on Facebook and different social medias where they, they kind of sit back and bemoan the fact that they couldn't do what they had really wanted to do rather than look for alternatives to bring some joy into their life. I find the younger people somehow or other they seem to manage that differently and maybe it's because they're still working they're still interacting with people whether it's through zoom calls or whether it's through um 
you know, whether some got to go into the office at their six foot difference and wearing their masks and being tested and all that sort of thing. But they're still part of an ongoing lifestyle, if you will. We can we can learn from them. We can relate to them. They can lift us up through the stories of what's going on in their lives if we can't get out. There's a lot of value to uh, sharing our lives with younger people. I think it's a real win-win. I'm not ready to be put out to pasture. And sometimes I think some companies that decide that the old people have to go and the younger people are the answer. I think they're really missing, if they act on it, they're missing the value that experiential knowledge has in the workplace. And I think our younger people might not be quite so ang uh, anxious to see us go. I think there's a lot of value that they see in being able to be mentored or to be trained. And there's a lot to be said for mixing generations. I heard somebody say, and I can't tell you who, that um, um, I got distracted by my phone here, sorry. Um, there's a lot of value in the mentorship program that's available. And I think if we don't, if we're not careful, we'll miss some of that value that our young people might not even know that they need or that they want until they've actually had it. Too easy just to put it on the shelf and say, you know, we're done with this particular offering. And we need to consider that, you know, the experiential knowledge goes a long way to avoiding mistakes. Some of them might be very costly for a company. So I think the win-win of the generations is really important. Now, someone had said to me not that long ago that this is the first time ever that we've really had four generations in the workplace. And I think that's phenomenal. And some of you may think that the older people that are doing the, the Walmart greeting or that are still working in Tim Hortons, and some might think that it's all for financial need. I don't believe that. I think some of our older people have realized that there's a lot to be said for still being in the workplace and still connecting with people. Um, what can I say? I think a lot of these people just really are anxious to be out of their home, living their life and not dying before they're dead. If they have nothing else to do, maybe the money doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, I can think that, uh, you know, getting a pay for need. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of people out there that it's not just about the money. It's about uh, interacting with people, staying vibrant, being young, just trying to, trying to, to live, doing what they can while they can for as long as they can. That's sort of my, my main line, I would say, if I had a line. It's doing what you can while you can for as long as you can. And I guess the next part then would be then adapt. So to me, I think it's really important. And I think we a lot of people have learned that there's a lot to be said for mingling and staying connected to the younger generation. They have really enhanced my life. I am so truly blessed with my friendships. I have said that time and time again, I have maybe a little bit more than my share, I don't know, but I have some truly great friends that just make me laugh, make me smile, make me cry. 
some of them have gone through some pretty hard times and they've made me cry. And when I went through my hard times, they cried with me. And so I'm rambling. I'll quit now. But think about it. If you're reaching your older years, take a stock of the age of your friends. I mean, we need a good balance of both. Because I don't do what some of them do, I, I'm looking to go horseback riding. I'm looking to do a zip lining. I've done the kayaking, but I want to do more. Some older people may not be moved to do that just like I might not be moved to do what they're doing. But find, find your peeps. Live while you can, for as long as you can, and get out of the house, get off the couch. I think you'd be amazed at just how invigorating life can be when you start looking at it from a different perspective. So on that note, I wish you a great day. And I challenge you, as I tend to at the end of my podcast, to say, I dare you to go out and live the life you were meant to live. Again, this is Don't Die Before You're Dead, and I am Mary McCartney. Till next time.